Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. It's time to get your teach on. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Get Your Teach On podcast. You guys, guess what? What? For the first time in forever. Oh, I'm back. He's back. I am here. I have a co-host. Yeah. What is I, happening? It's so exciting. I don't know how I convinced you to be back to the podcast today, but I'm so excited that you're back in the co-host I am here. Seat. My name is Wade, if you don't know who I am. It's uh, my husband, guys. Yeah, it's Introducing true. Introducing my husband. Yes. But it's not even Daniel Patterson was not your husband, <laughs> if you'd been listening. It's not no. even the co-host. Host seat though, because we are currently staying with our best friends, Jared and Amy Lemons. We Some are. of y'all might know Miss Amy Lemons, as in ES, the TPT Amy Lemons. Um, we are staying <laughs> at their house right now, and so we are sitting in the floor of their son's Israel's room, um, surrounded by superheroes. So you're not in the podcast chair, you're it on the pa- really podcast cool. floor. I'm on the floor, leaning on my knee. Now, the reason we are in Dallas is because Wade had a IBJJF World Championship, World Championship Jiu Jitsu yeah. competition. That's right. It was fight. It was a, yeah. It was today. It was today. So do you want to tell? Like I'm sure they are ago. on the edge of their chairs right now. I'm sure. They, wondering so, how you did. I'm sure they're curious. So go ahead and tell them. I placed third in the world. He placed third in the world. I did. I did. I, I, I did. And he smells yeah, like it. Smell. I'm just gonna be honest because he has smell. not. We just got here and he <laughs> definitely smells like a world champion. Yeah. So just in your car on your run wherever you are, just imagine what a world champion would smell like and you are correct that is feet all day (laughs) i need a shower so congratulations wade we're all so proud of you you. um but you guys are obviously not here today to hear about wade's ibjjf but that is a good thing because it's all about being more than a teacher right more than a teacher and so today on the podcast episode we wanted to talk about um five ways to win your day for yourself. Mm -hmm. We actually just wrapped up um, a really incredible conference. Mm -hmm. It was a virtual conference. And so if you weren't a part of it, you should have been, and you still can be. But um, we did a virtual Rock Your School conference, but it was all about rocking your life. And um, I saw this post on our good friend, Naomi O'Brien's Instagram. Um, She's like, read like a rock star teaching. So wise. But um, it actually was from Dr. Ronnie Siddiqui. And it said, true self-care is not bubble baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. That's right. And I saw that and I'm like, this this is it. Like, this is exactly what we wanted to build this conference around is about what self-care is. And we've talked a lot about self-care on this podcast. And I still had a lot of people reaching out to me. I don't know why y'all reaching out to me. But um, talking about, you know, as teachers. Typically, as teachers, we do not give ourselves permission for self-care. Therefore, since it hasn't been something that we have practiced regularly, we use it in those moments that we are desperate. And that is not true self-care. It's too late. It's It's too too late late at that point. It's too late at that point. And so for us as educators, a lot of times we're like, well, how? How? How do you take care of yourself? Because again, it's not been something that has been at the forefront of our mind for very long at all. And so we wanted to establish and build um, education, educating the educators about what 
true daily self-care looks like. And so today we wanted to bring you um, five of our biggest takeaways from yep. that conference and the learning that we did because I was in a learner's chair right along with everybody. Um, just about ways that, again, you can win your day for you because Rock Your School is coming up. It is a big day um, where educators from across the world now come together to celebrate education. Mm -hmm. But at this conference, we focus specifically on how you've got to rock your life so that you can show up and rock your school daily and by rocking your life you are going to naturally be able to rock your classroom so that's what we wanted yeah. to chat about today yeah and it's just like hope said i mean it's, it's one of those things to where we were in in the chair sitting down learning from these experts because yeah. we are not experts on <laughs> self-care but we we know that because we we struggle with this too just i think like every teacher does every yeah. teacher once or, parent or, or parent or whoever it is if, if you are a go-getter and most teachers are go-getters you all, most of the time you don't put yourself first no. and you, you have to be able to take care of yourself and to, to be able to show up for the people who you truly, truly care about. And that's why we were so, so grateful for all of these experts to join us on this conference. Yeah. And so um, we just wanted to bring again some tangible, realistic, approachable strategies to you mm -hmm. today. If you feel as though you end the day at a loss, if mm -hmm. you feel as though at the end of the day, you're looking back going, what did I accomplish today? I'm not feeling it. Or you're one of those people like me who thought, okay, I've had a really bad day. Let me go home and go get my nails done. Or let me mm -hmm. go eat a piece of chocolate cake, mm -hmm. like the quote said. Or let me go and take a bubble bath. And that is great in that moment. But then you show up to work the next day feeling just as bad, if not worse, than you did the day before. That is not true, sustainable self-care. Right. And so I think you said it best. That's putting a Band-Aid on it. It is. Right? And, and so we've got to go beyond yeah. the Band-Aid to mm -hmm. truly set up a lifestyle and mm -hmm. everyday practice to be able to take care of ourselves. And so that's right. this conference was so incredibly powerful for so many reasons. Um, we just heard, you know, just reflections from so many different educators about how this truly laid a foundation for them. And it was something that they felt like they could approach yeah. and it wasn't overwhelming because a lot of times self-care can become very overwhelming because we have to sit with feelings. It means that we have to sit with the things that, you know, the emotions, the feelings that we don't always love because that's the starting place mm -hmm. to self-care mm -hmm. is figuring out how you feel first. And so let's go ahead and dive into these um, five different ways to win your day. No particular order. No particular order. Because Just five. is there an order for self-care? No. I don't think so. All right. So no. let's go ahead and dive right in. Number one. Um, we had an incredible human. His name is Shane Feldman. He is part of the Count Me In movement. He mm -hmm. actually created it out of his high school locker, y'all. Oh, man. It's insane. But he, he has traveled mm -hmm. the world studying the power of community, which we focused on one of the biggest pillars for self-care, how we are... Yes, investing into a community, but also how a, a community, sense of belonging yeah, yeah. is investing into mm -hmm. us as well. And so right. um, one of the biggest things that he said for me when I you know, was learning from him is he said that, again, through all of his travels and all the different people that he has met and come in contact with, um, that he had a specific experience. And I'm not going to give his whole story yeah, don't, away. Don't do that. Um, but, <laughs> but I do want to give you the tip that I took away from it. Yeah. And he said that here is what makes a community. Here is what builds a community, how you build a community, how you invest in one another. And he said, it's all about exceptional listening. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about talking. It's about listening. And he said, honestly, what community boils down to is 10 seconds of exceptional 
listening. That's how we lay a foundation for community to feel seen, to feel valued, to feel heard. And that to me was so powerful because I think that so many times, especially when we get caught up in, you know, self-care and different practices is we think that it has to take so much of our time. We're like, where do we find the time to be able to invest into our community? Where do we be able, where do we find the time to even create a foundation? And, you know, how do we make the people that we love and care about feel validated, feel seen, feel heard, but it's not even so much about the quantity of time. It's about the quality and just hearing that 10 seconds of exceptional listening. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, if you think about it, when you think about self-care, I mean, that's, you're like, hey, that's not taking care of me. Yes, it is. That's what community is all about. Community yeah. isn't just about you. Self-care just isn't about you. We humans are made to love one another. We're made for for relationships and responsibilities and connections and connections and, and a sense of belonging. And that's, and that's how we obviously fuel other people, but we're fueling our souls too in our hearts. So it's that, I mean, that was one thing that just truly, truly did blow me away. Because, well, he talked about, you know, in his story, that he mm-hmm. through high school felt like such an outsider. Right. And I think that so many of us in education, a lot of time are, times are like, we feel like the outsider in our buildings. We feel like teachers don't teach mm-hmm. the same way that we do, or we don't have the mm-hmm. same philosophies or the same ideas or the same backgrounds. But he said, the reason I felt like an outsider is because I was choosing to be on the outside. And to me, I was like, wow, that right there is so me- I have been there. I yeah. have been in communities where I felt like, you know what, I just don't belong. And I kind of started feeling really sorry for myself and really down. And that does kind of, you know, when it comes to self-care, that's not motivating. That's not uplifting. But when I really think back to those times, I'm like, that's because I was choosing to live on the outside. And so maybe this is something that's resonating with you where you're feeling like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Maybe look at your environment because that's exactly what he did. And he said, how can I get on the inside? And he started tapping into different things. And, you know, I think the biggest thing for us to remember in a community, especially with our colleagues, we do not I repeat, we do not have to teach the same way and have the same philosophies and the same ideas to have respect and be able to learn from one another. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't teach the same way as you doesn't mean that I'm not that I'm not an effective yeah. teacher. It doesn't make you not an effective teacher. We don't teach the same right? way. That's and, powerful, and we, actually. And we don't talk into the mic the same way with our hands either. Um, it's awesome though. Thank you. It's babe. great. Thank no, you. but it's 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 true. I mean, it's. I'm just showing my passion. You are. We show passion <laughs> in different ways, which is great. But that 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 doesn't mean that, that you can't feed off of other people's right. uh, passion. What if we and how did all it, teach right? exactly just the same listen, and listen we did all other. that? Feed off of it. I mean, it. that's not going to make for it's a okay. place that is best for kids. So, yeah. again, when it comes to community, if you are feeling like an outsider, figure out a way that you can get on the inside, right? And then from there, the power, the most powerful agent for building that community, if you feel like you're not seeing eye to eye with colleagues or you feel like you're not on the same page with them, listen. Exceptional listening can carry you a mm-hmm. long way. And, mm-hmm. again, it sounds like you're giving but by you investing into a community, they are going to be investing back into you. And that is so important to our self-care and to fueling ourselves. We cannot do this alone. We cannot do no, life alone. We, we cannot do education alone. Part of that self-care is who we surround ourselves with and how we build and establish our community. So that was so powerful to me. Um, the next thing was- Number two. 
Number two um, came to me from Houston Craft, who wrote, he is the author of Deep Kindness. Mm-hmm. He is also um, one of the co-founders of a program called Character Strong. And he is the coolest guy I know. He's so stinking cool, y'all. He is like the cool, you just, I mean, he's just so cool. You should give him a follow on social media. He's just a great follow. Somebody that's going to fill your feed with things that are beneficial and useful to you. But, but um, he... Man, he broke it down like he again, but it was so simple. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm like, what I what? liked about all of these strategies sense. is that it was yeah. so simplified. Like, like self care doesn't have to be difficult. It is so simple. It's just little tiny shifts that can yield huge impacts. And so he broke down essentially um, how many how many minutes we have in our day. And then he said, what if he challenged everyone um, listening to his keynote? He said, what if we just simply made a one percent shift? And the way and he we're calculated like, huh, one percent shift. What yeah. is that? What like is that, like, that doesn't that sound like a big deal. But yeah. Wait. And then he broke it down to saying, you know, again by looking at the minutes that we have in the day, basically that equates to, on average, for typical people, um, nine point six minutes. Mm-hmm. And he said, what if we just take that nine point six minutes to focus on well being? Hmm. And again, I was like. it's like, okay, I can do that. That is a starting place for me. That is where I can start. I I think that we become so overwhelmed again with the quantity of time instead of focusing on the quality, you know? And so how can we use that 9.6 minutes or roughly 10 minutes a day to do and to do things and to focus on our well-being? What impact could that have? I mean, Daniel Patterson, I mean, told us over a year almost a year and a half ago about what he does the worry daily. The, yeah. He, he has a worry hour. This is the only time of day that he's allowed to feel anxious. He can write it out, talk, talk about it to himself, whatever it is. But he leaves but, it there. But once that time's up, it's done. Yeah. And that just, it, it really hit home because it, it was almost doubling down on what Houston was saying. I was like, oh, that makes, that makes sense. But it doesn't have to be a worry hour. That's not what Houston is saying. He's saying whatever, Helps you, right? Yep. Whatever you need you to need. focus yeah. on for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we can all find 10 minutes in our day, right? That is something that we can all do. It's just about being intentional with our time. And so um, that was just something that was mm-hmm. huge for me because, you know, it was. a lot of people, a lot of educators that we work with, a lot of educators that we talk to, they're like, Pre- keep preaching the message of self-care, but where do I find What does the that time, mean? Yeah. Right? And again, Focusing mm. on simplified self-care, mm-hmm. that it's not about the quantity of time. It is about the quality and what we choose to do with that time and focusing specifically on our well-beings, well-being and our needs. So thought that was extremely powerful and just simplifying the process. So again, 10, what 10 seconds of exceptional mm. listening, listening can do to build and establish a community, mm. just listening. Mm-hmm. Then how can we take 10 minutes out of our day and focus on our well-being, focus on our mental what health, do you need? focus on the needs. And again, that might be 10 minutes of just sitting there and listening to yourself, listening to your body, listening to what our bodies will tell us what we need. But first, we have to be willing to listen. That is the only way that we can start addressing the needs and showing up as the best version of ourselves. Um Number three for me was when Dr. Um, Jasmine McCoy Mm -hmm. talked about mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And we have talked a lot about mindfulness on this podcast. And a reminder from her that, you know, mindfulness is about showing up and sitting with your emotions. And that is hard for me. And Wade knows that's hard for me. I try to stay as busy as possible because I don't want to sit with my emotions. But a reminder for me, and you guys know, I've been open about this. I've done a lot of therapy. 
a lot of sessions. I don't even want to calculate the hours. But a reminder for me that I forgot is that mindfulness is showing up and allowing yourself to be present and to feel those emotions, but without judgment. Yeah. And that is the part that I feel like I have been lacking um, in mm-hmm. the past couple of months because we've been so busy that I'm constantly trying to be mindful, but then I get very overwhelmed by the emotions that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's not mindfulness mm-hmm. practices at mm-hmm. all, right? Mindfulness practices is about showing up, feeling those emotions, but doing so without judgment, mm-hmm. greeting each emotion and recognizing that that's okay. That's just acceptance, right? That's just how I feel. It's it's not a bad emotion. What is this emotion telling me about myself? And how can I restructure some things? If it's an unpleasant emotion that I, that I no longer want to feel, how can I restructure some things? How can I sit here and be mindful in the present moment and really connect myself and center myself? And the, and, and, I mean, and, and the key here, like you said, is judgment. Like it's, there, there is no judgment. And I think as teachers and People in general, I think we, we judge ourselves harshly most of the time. And, we do. Um, understanding that emotions are emotions, but that, that doesn't need to drive you. Um, and in that time that you are being mindful of your emotions, know that it's okay. Like, it's it's okay to be upset or angry or sad or whatever it is um, because no one knows. Like, no one knows what you're going through. Like, who, who, who cares what... I mean, it's oh, it's so hard. I know, but the it's, permission to feel like mm-hmm. truly just that is what mindfulness is about. It's saying, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to accept whatever emotions. And I think mm-hmm. that takes a lot of the pressure off because in it, mindfulness, yeah. you do not have mindfulness practices. You do not have to choose how to deal with that emotion. Right. That's yeah. That's mm-hmm. and that takes so point. much of the pressure off. It's just about saying, you know what? I feel anxious. But then being able to sit there and start centering yourself and connecting to your emotions. And I know for a lot of us, this seems way out there, right? Because again, we've talked about this a lot too. This is not something I was raised doing. This is not something Way was raised doing. So it is going to be uncomfortable, right? Um, But one thing that I challenge you to do is number one, you know, there are things like the Calm app. There are um, different mindfulness practices specifically for educators that you can look up online. But I encourage you, as we're talking about ways to win our day, to set your alarm. Look at your schedule during the school day, specifically during the school day, and set your alarm for twice during the day. And you know what? One time can even be when kids are in the room because mindfulness practices, again, do not have to be extended periods of time. It can literally be 60 seconds. 60 seconds just to stop with your kids in the room. Close your eyes. I know that can be dangerous. They'll be fine. Close your <laughs> eyes and just do a grounding activity. Think about things that you see, feel, Here. smell, hear, mm-hmm. taste, right? Or just breathe. Connect to your breathing and recognize. Put your hands on your abdomen. Recognize that you're inhaling. People recognize don't breathe. Exhale. Well, I don't breathe. Oh, my gosh. There would be days at school that I would literally in the day yeah. – and my chest would be so tight and I would be like, did I even breathe today? I'm telling you, man. And that is not, that's scream, that is your body screaming that you are not giving it what it needs mm-hmm. during the day, right? And sometimes that mindfulness can remind you that you're thirsty or that you're hungry, fueling am, your body. I am right? thirsty right now. <laughs> we won't even talk about all the weight that you had to cut for your competition. But yeah, I mean, but- it, makes, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. And I think if we think about it on the fact of you don't have to, resolve those problems like you were saying like yeah. there is no judgment and no. you don't have to fix it you don't have to that's have a okay just that, you don't that that's not what that's not what that is and i, I think if we remember yeah yep. if we remember that it'll help tremendously so set that alarm twice a day to give yourself 60 seconds 
Maybe it's one day, one time when kids are in the room. Maybe it's one time during your planning. Just to breathe. Mm -hmm. Just to breathe. We've got to remember to breathe. So exceptional listening. The power of exceptional listening. The 1% shift that Houston reminded us of. How can we take 10 minutes of our day to just focus on our Mm -hmm. well-being? Mindfulness practices. How can we set our alarm twice a day for 60 seconds just to connect to our breathing, right? Three simple things so far. So the fourth one, I call this one the triple threat. And if we are struggling with, again, feeling fulfilled, feeling motivated, it's probably because we are not investing into ourselves. And we have to invest more than, again, that bubble bath, that piece of chocolate cake, that those survival techniques. We've got to invest into ourselves on a daily basis. So what does this look like broken down and simplified? I have three different things. Number one, do one thing together. So this is focusing on how you can do something with someone in your community. That can be a text message. That can be a phone call. That can be a FaceTime. That can be an email. It doesn't have to be anything where you're going out and doing things at night or you're there present in person. This is just about doing one thing to connect to your community. Number two, do one thing that centers you, right? So this can go back to those mindfulness practices. Do those and you've got this checked off. Mm -hmm. But one thing that centers you or maybe at night, the thing that centers you is to write down your to-do list for the next day just to have it there so the whole night you're not thinking about all that you have to do, right? Or maybe before bed, you sit for five minutes and you breathe and you connect to that breathing, right? So do one thing that centers you and then finally do one thing for fun. And I think that the key to this doing one thing for fun, and we talked about this actually during the live panel with Mike Anita Creekmore and Chris yeah, and Daniel. Give yourself something to look forward to, right? Got to. Doing things for fun, you've got to give yourself something to look forward to. So what is that one thing that's... That could be the bubble bath. That could be the piece of chocolate cake. I mean... That if, could be the exercising yeah. at the end of I the mean, day. I mean, for for me, I, I don't know if people feel this way or not, or if it's just me. You can let me know. I feel guilty when I have fun. Why? I don't know. Is that just me? Well, that's something we've got... You need to start working through that. I, I do. I know. I, I mean, like not not all the time, but it, it's I don't know. But why, it, it why feels, do you feel guilty? Because you feel like you're know. letting something else down. You're dropping Ma- another ball in your life. Something else you're not investing Probably. time into. I don't know. We we've got to think about that. Well, I do know what you're talking about because like when you go to the gym, which is what you find yeah. fulfilling in right. multiple ways and right. fun. Especially when bad. you go at night when Maverick and I are at home. Right. And I have tried to explain to you over and over it's again fine. that it's fine. Yeah. So does anyone else out there feel this way? Let us know. Listen, walk Wade King through this. Help and, me out. And let him know that it is okay to do something specifically for you. This is your treasured interest. Yeah. Maybe you like to play music and you just give yourself 10 minutes at night to be able to play your guitar. I like to play do that music. too. Um, watch, I don't know, um, TikTok video. Whatever it is that you find that is fun and fulfilling for you, do something that is fun. So again, do one thing together. That's focusing on your connection in your community. Do one thing that centers you and do one thing for fun. Yeah, and good. let that one thing be guilt-free. Remind yourself that this is your one thing for the day, right? So you're allowed to give yourself that time. And again, I think that with practice, these things become easier because we recognize that everything in our life is still going to be done. We're mm-hmm. still going to accomplish the tasks that we need mm-hmm. to accomplish while still fulfilling our personal needs, interests, hobbies. Right. We're more than a teacher. Mm-hmm. You preach that all the time. So That's preach right. it to yourself. Amen. All right. So we've talked about 10 seconds of exceptional listening and the power that that holds. We've talked about that in 10 minutes, focusing on your well-being for 10 minutes a day, mindfulness practices, set those alarms, and then finally the triple, triple threat. How do we fulfill ourselves long-term, not just for survival, but long-term? One thing together, focusing on community, one thing that centers you, mindfulness, mm-hmm. and one thing for fun. 
The final and fifth tip for how to win your day is to have hard cutoff times. At the conference, um, Michelle Emerson actually talked about this, and I think that she's one of the best with this. She's so she just organizes her day in such a way that she yep. is able to turn it off. She turns it um, off. We actually talked to Lanisha Tab about this on the panel for the conference, and um, she last year set a goal and it wasn't even a goal it was a commitment i'm gonna call it a commitment because sometimes i think goals are things that we're trying to attain a commitment is something we say we're going to do like that is bottom line right she committed to leaving school every day at contracted hours and i asked her i said how did you do that because when we encourage teachers to do this, they're like, yeah, that's great. How? I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And okay. we asked Lanisha that specifically. And we said, what if, what if somebody was saying to you, I wish I could do that? How did you do that? And you know what she said? It was nothing revolutionary. It was nothing mind blowing. It was nothing that we'd never heard before. You know what she said? I just did it. If something wasn't done, guess what? It wasn't, it wasn't done. Now she said that she was afraid. She's like, I was afraid too. And that is the biggest thing, teachers. So many of you are holding yourselves back from being able to pour into yourselves because you are afraid. Do it anyways. What are you afraid of? Do it anyways. Well, I can understand it. You're afraid because it's something you've never done. Again, teachers have never prioritized themselves. So this is very new and anything new and a shift in anything, we're going to be afraid. I think just naturally that we're not going to have everything done, that our days aren't going to go smoothly, that we're going to be stressed out all day because we didn't have our planning done. I asked Lanisha these questions and she said, I just did it. And she said, I was afraid, but I committed to it. And she said, you know what? Every day I showed up and, and was still a phenomenal teacher. Still Every day A-okay. my kids grew. Every day we built relationships. And mm-hmm. she said, you know what? I actually built stronger, better mm-hmm. you know, relationships with my kids because I was rested. Right. I was fulfilled in other ways which allow us to create those connections. So I'm not saying that you have to create a hard cutoff time at your contracted hours. Maybe it is what you need, right? But what is your hard cutoff time? Daniel Patterson always says, do not mistake busy for successful. Amen. And I think that is so important for us as teachers to remember is that just because we are there till eight o'clock at night does not mean you are being a successful teacher. Not being effective. Absolutely. You might have all your work done. You might have all those copies made. You You might have everything prepared. It doesn't mean you're effective because if you are exhausted, you're not able to do the number one most important thing in a classroom, which is build relationships Mm -hmm. and establish those connections, right? And so have a hard hard cutoff time. And if you are sitting out there and going, but how wish I could do that. I wish I could make that commitment. Do it, do it. She committed to it for a year, right? And what are you going to lose out of this? A year? Okay. But you got to do it for not a week. A week is not long enough to try this. You've got to commit to it. And um, I just... I, I just look up to her so much for the way that she is able to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to commit to for me and for my family. And this is what I'm going to do. And she is a perfect example that I you mean, can she's, still be she's a phenomenal educator. She's dynamite in everything that she does. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's truly incredible. And she's a testimony to what we're talking about here. I mean, it's, you, you, you have to make sure that, that you do hold yourself accountable. And that is difficult. And I, I get what you're saying. It can be scary, especially if you've never done that before. But at the end of the day, you, you, you got to do it. You, you got to make sure. And, and we're not saying that, hey, if there's something fun that you want to do, yeah, do it. But that's, right. I mean, some, do, do yeah. it for the right reasons. Say I'm doing a room transformation. I can say, okay, I'm going to stay at school till 8 o'clock tonight because I never do that. So out of the right. ordinary, yeah. that's what's healthy. 
Right. If staying at school till eight or nine o'clock at night is the ordinary for you, I have been there. I have been the one where my car is in the parking lot or at even 11 five o'clock or right? even five o'clock. Like, what are you doing at school at five o'clock? Exactly. So, you know, I mean, there are times when we are doing those special lessons and we all know that those make us excited. Right. And sometimes those yeah. are fun. Yeah. But consistently, consistently is when nah. we have to start questioning. So those are there you have it. Five ways, there five simple ways to focus on your self-care. To win your day, exceptional listening, that 1% shift, that 10 minutes, mindfulness practices, doing one thing together, one thing that's energy, one thing for fun, and then having a hard cutoff time. Um, Just so many powerful takeaways. And these are just five of the incredible things that um, I learned at the Mm. conference. And so the cool thing is, is that this conference is still available. You can purchase tickets until November 1st um, for the Rock Your School virtual conference. You have lifetime access. I encourage every educator to go purchase a ticket. Choose you. Choose you. This is, we know the importance and value of education. We educate our students all day. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting there and thinking, how do I self-care? How do I take, I I, I wish I could do that. This conference is for you specifically to educate you. And then there's the other component. The on-demand sessions, right? The on-demand so, sessions, so the which on- next week our episode is going to be about ten yeah. ways to win the day in your classroom. In the classroom for rock so we'll your talk school, about but takeaways from that but, next but, week. But, but what's yes. really cool is, is I mean, you you have both chapters here almost with this conference. You you have the self-care component, but then you also have those bite-sized lessons and strategies and all those things from some incredible educators. I'm just telling you, I haven't felt this empowered in quite some time. It is good. It was just amazing. It's so, good stuff. Um, good job were, planning it, Hope King. Thank you so much. I worked very hard. You did. I did not. I, didn't, I really I did not help at all on this one. very proud of it because she, was, she killed it. I wanted to make sure that teachers had a way to choose mm-hmm. themselves and, and that we didn't have the excuse of how do I do it? I wish I could. Yep. Or what do I do? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, we're going to squash every single one of those excuses yeah, right now. Job. And give people a way to to focus on them so that we can keep the most amazing educators in this profession for the long haul. Mm -hmm. I think that we can show up to work, love what we do, and be healthy. And be the best version of ourselves. I truly believe that. It's all about how and what we are choosing to prioritize. So... How, how do I smell? Am I, am I ready for a shower yet? Uh, well, you, you need a shower. And I need to unbutton these pants because I'm sitting here <laughs> in this floor and I'm like, these pants are way too high-waisted to be sitting in a kid's floor. I'm about to die. So if I sound like I can't breathe, it's because my pants are way too tight. I'm pretty stick. sure my belly button is on my back right now. Like it's, um, yeah. It's, how does that happen? Ladies know. They know. It's the high-waisted pants. You know, it's all the rage right That's now, so but silly. it's very uncomfortable. Um. So anyways, on that note, you guys, on that... <laughs> That real life note. Um, Thank you so much for joining us for another week. Do something this week to choose yourself. Find ways to prioritize your needs. Um, And again, you can find out more information about the Rock Your School, the virtual conference on getyourteachon.com. Purchase those tickets before November 1st. Mm -hmm. Then you have lifetime access to be able to, again, educate yourself on the best way to take care of you. We will see you next week with another episode. We're going to talk about five ways to win your school day with your students. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Get Your Teach On is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfish. And edited by Andrew Weller. With production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The Get Your Teach On podcast is a 3% chance production.